What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name's Rick Baden. Hope you're having an amazing week so far. And for me, like I've mentioned this before, this show is my therapy. It's been a crazy last couple of weeks. I I just I need to do this show just for my sanity. So I'm I'm glad to be back for another week. The, the stars all aligned. The timing worked out. I was able to you know muster up a an episode. So here we are. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R I C K B A T A, or email the show nomongopodcast at gmail dot com. Okay, so as mentioned last week, right? Yeah, as yeah last week, I hadn't checked it out yet, but the new GX one thousand video dropped. You know, and that's no longer the case. I have watched it. I did indeed enjoy it. You know, uh, let me just say that. It lived up to the hype. Of course it did, right? And you get everything you, you everything you expect from these guys. You got it with this video. It was very on brand. Adrenaline was pumping. Palms equal sweaty. Well, mostly towards the end. Mom's spaghetti. However, with all that rain, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't tell like any of the skaters had sweaty palms or were sweating at all. Dudes were soaked. GX one thousand wet edition. I mean, leave it up to them to record in probably one of the what wettest winters in the Bay Area like that we've gotten in what years? Actually, more than probably more than a decade. It's been that probably about a decade since we got hit that hard, that long. We never, like I would always say, we never get rain in like the Bay Area in San Jose. It's, you know, just it it doesn't happen. But yeah, so that was hardcore, and so was their video. I enjoyed it. But you know what's funny though is because GX one thousand videos, at least this one, I mean, all of them do, but. These videos, they mostly make they make me want to, like, convince the wife, you know, the kids, hey, guys, I got a little plan. Why don't we pack, like, we're going to move from San Jose, we're going to pack up our stuff, we're going to move to San Francisco so I can bomb hills like these guys. Yeah. How's that sound, kids? Yeah? Wife shaking her head. Except I would have to do it in, like, full pads, though. You know, maybe even one of those, actually, it probably wouldn't be safe, though. One of those sumo suits, or those, like, big... With big clear balls that are like a balloon or whatever they are, you bounce around. I'd have to do it on that. I have to have one of those on. And sure, I wouldn't get accepted by the crew, but I don't care. You know, I mean, skating in San Francisco is fun. Don't get me wrong, but I've only skated like a small fraction of what compared to what these guys have skated. They, they've they're all over the place. Their urethane wheels have been all over that city. But I never took to the streets like like they did. No, like they do. You know, just it's still, like I said, it makes you want to move there. It makes you want to skate in the city just to try and be like them. So great job, team. But hill bombing in the rain like that, that's insane. That's crazy. I think a couple of them were switched, too. I, I didn't write them down, but I think so. I was like, oh, boy. And I'm glad, like, no one got hurt. You know, too hurt, I should say, while filming that that video. So definitely check it out. I'm a big fan of the Out There series, and Austin Gillette was next up in line for that. But this one was great, you know, and the Out There series, is it never disappoints, and Austin's was just as good. And we got such good insight into his life. That's what I like about these. you got to see them doing their normal stuff, you know. Like like you said at the, the beginning of the, the, the video, he said, quote, kind of nice when a laptop closes, you know. He shut his laptop down. You know, I agree, you know, the feeling, the sound of it, you know. 
because usually, you know, you just, you're wrapping up something that's, you know, probably necessary if you're on your laptop and you're not just, you know, messing around. Well, I guess sometimes I'm doing that. I'm looking at boards or wheels or shoes, but it's just a nice, like when you, when you just close it, it's a nice feeling. So. <laughs> oh, I love how he brushes his teeth in the kitchen though. You see that? You notice that? I mean, it tells you all you need to know about this dude, his grind. Dude doesn't have time to brush his teeth in a bathroom. He has things to do. You know, people to talk to and things to design and, and make. You know, laptops to slam shut. I mean, I, I very rarely brush my teeth in the kitchen, which, but it is kind of fun. I mean, it happens like, say someone's in the bathroom. We have a one ba bathroom here in our house, and someone's taking a shower or someone's already in the bathroom, but someone wants to go to bed because they're tired and grumpy, and we're all like, ah, oh, come on. So, yeah, there are times when I've brushed my teeth in the kitchen, but... But it's it's fun to be like out of the normal, typical bathroom, you know, slash teeth brushing area. <laughs> I mean, there's just some there, there's just something about spitting a bunch of toothpaste into a kitchen sink. It just sounds different. It looks different when it you know it hits a sink. You know, I, I suggest you try it sometime. Also, another side note: I, I recently switched over to an electric toothbrush. You know, I'm a fan. I am a, but it is kind of weird. Time at first, it was like so ticklish. Like it, 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 a couple of spots like almost make you like your, it makes everything itch because it just it rattles your brain a little bit. But I like it, you know. But I think Austin could definitely save some effort and energy if he did the same as well and switched over because he's got some aggressive strokes going on. You see that? His gums are probably like, take it easy, bro. Whoa. It's all about the circle, not how hard you push, how fast you go. I say let the electric toothbrush handle toothbrush handle just kind of do it for you, but that's just me. But I like I said, I'm a newly I just recently converted to the electric toothbrush. So so I'm not a pro. I'm just, you know, just notice that it's aggressive, dude. You can just literally hold the toothbrush. Save that energy for skating, you know, save that those uh that the effort and the energy to for for other things, you know, make that easier on your when you shut your laptop close. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. But I loved how they opened it, you know, with the event for Dylan Reader's birthday. And once he said it was for you know like leukemia awareness, that's all I needed to hear. I was like, oh yeah, of course. That's something that I'm all about, you know, spreading the word. And and I knew right then I'm okay. I'll, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, I'll talk about it on this episode you know, and spread the knowledge about it. But they skated from the, you know, top of Manhattan to the bottom of Manhattan, Manhattan. And his sister, McKenna, you know, she jogged the whole way. So that's not bad. You know, I've never, never been to Manhattan. So I don't know how long that is. But I mean, obviously, it's probably a pretty good distance. And they, of course, you know, ended up, you know, stopping at the famous bench that Dylan, you know, did that impossible over that, that if you think about it, to this day, is still pretty gnarly to, to have that that pop, the amount of pop, like there at that spot to get over, that's crazy. You know, I mean, I, me, I'd have to have like some pretty, I'd have to have some bigger wheels, like the highest risers possible to make, just to make the pop. I mean, just think about trying to ollie that bad boy, you know, just to make it up and over, but with an impossible wrapping around your foot. Damn. Yeah, I don't even think in my heyday I could have just run and jumped over it. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So shout out to the Dylan Reader Foundation, of course. I'll see if I can uh, put the link in the bio if I remember to do that. But yeah, all about the actually here. Here's the the good thing: those all the proceeds go to the uh, City of Hope. So just had to mention that as well. So it's awesome to see just a, a great turnout there in New York in Manhattan for that Dylan Reader Foundation event that he had. Very cool. 
you know, then they, of course, shifted to his music, which, you know, was heard throughout the video. And I haven't really listened to too much of his stuff, but that was cool to hear. And they went to Nashville. They recorded for like six days, as they said. Their third record they were working on. Good stuff. Good stuff. But that's the thing I wanted to note, point out, though, is for this particular episode of, you know, Out There, Austin was really out there. New York, Tennessee, California. You know, we got to see him in multiple states. Now, I wonder how long it took to, like, record this one, too. Oh, I, we all learned a new slash now old phrase. As he said, he got fenced. At first, I was like, damn, dude, how did you come out of that alive? Getting fenced, it sounds like like something you'd see out of a Saw movie. Let's play a game. Now you can see if you can escape this fence wrapped around you, and you only have one pair of bolt cutters and two fingers to do it. I know, that was a horrible, horrible jigsaw voice, but you get the point. It sounded, like it was, it sounded worse than it was. You know that, That's how crazy my brain goes off. My crazy brain thinks. It turns out... All Austin had to do was just sit by the fence. You're getting fenced, dude. Sit over there. I was like, whew. So glad. So glad I never got fenced as a kid. My my kids will probably never get fenced either. You know, it seems kind of like, it seems like it's a thing of the past and we've all moved on. I've never heard that phrase before, even as a kid. Oh, he got fenced. Whoop, whoop. I'll have to look it up. It sounded so brutal, though. But it's cool to hear him talk about, you know, being on Termite, you know, that the little kids brand back in the day, you know, getting on the cover. Oh, his NBDs. I had to write this one down because my brain, I don't think it still can register just, okay, let me say it out loud and see if my brain still ca- catches on. Back 180-50s. Yeah, I just seen him twist like that. I was like, dude, I hadn't seen that one before. <laughs> yes. So good. I mean, he's got, he has a lot of NBDs. He's humble about them. So, but yeah, I got I got plenty. So, do they even have MBDs anymore? Yeah, well, you got a lot of them. Well, I guess speaking of so good, shout out to Habitat Skateboards for doing Austin the good deed of you know suggesting slash you know forcing slash encouraging him to get you know go back to high school to have that experience. I think that was very cool of them. I mean, regardless of whether or not you like, you know, like high school or not, you know, you've been through it. Maybe you're still going through it now. It's an experience that a majority of us, we kind of have to go through. And oftentimes we kind of need to go through, you know, if it makes sense, because it helps mold us into humans, the humans that we eventually become. You know, I look back on my experience. I didn't have like a horrible experience in high school. Did I like it that much? Not really. I only worried about skateboarding. I made it through, but all of the 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 trial, all the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, all that stuff that I thought was a big deal back then. In hindsight, I was like no big deal, or something bad happened, or whatever it was. I'm like, in hindsight, it helped me become who I am today, you know. And I'm kind of glad that I had that experience. But if you think about it, I mean, he he practically missed his entire high school experience as it is. You know, he was independent studies for ninth grade, for tenth grade, skipped eleventh. And was able to, you know, ride out the last year at a, you know, a quote-unquote typical high school, you know, only because, you know, he was he was living the life as a skateboarder, traveling around, and uh, but I thought that was so cool, Habitat, to you know, suggest that. So yeah, golf cups for you guys, hell yeah. I mean, that says a lot about, you know, the minds over there, the the brainchilds behind Habitat, and I almost, now I think about it, I almost feel like I need to buy a Habitat board now, you know. 
and almost guilty that I haven't. I've never had one. Never had one. I've enjoyed their videos, obviously, over the years. But I've never owned a Habitat board. So I think, think I might need to change that, you know. Maybe, you know, fire up some Austin Gillette, you know, in all caps on, on Spotify. Check out his music, too. Give him some spins. You know, he talked about it and out there. He's got that one fan. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. That, the, his, his biggest fan in the world, getting that one play, one download. Yeah, well, I'd, I'll add another one or two. It's the least I could do. And now if what I've mentioned so far, like these past few minutes, doesn't interest you or or maybe you're just an Austin hater. You just hate him. You're like, dude, I hate him. He sucks. Or if you're a ha- like if you ha- hate Habitat as well, if it's a double, you're just like, I hate both of them. Why are you even talking about them, Rick? I would at least urge you to skip forward. Yeah, you can skip most of it and just go so skip around right around to the Checking my notes here. 16 minute, 47 second mark. Just start there. Just do there, please. Just start there. Listen to the next few minutes until the end to what he has to say. Dropping some good nuggets right there. Do it if it, it even makes you feel uncomfortable. Eh? You see what I'm talking about there? It'll make sense in a little bit. But yeah, check it out. But well done, Austin. I mean, much luck. And success to you on all of your future endeavors. You know, it was cool. He's talking about just his life, how just his perspective has changed. You know, and and like I said, all that stuff he dropped at sixteen forty seven. You know, he's in a good headspace. You know, and a lot of a lot of he's he's kind of in a sense still just getting started. He had some rough patches. He was sponsorless for what almost two years that says a lot about a skater you know if they don't have any boards coming or they're on flow no shoe sponsors he's all in it for the love baby for the love still skating still grinding still doing his thing so yeah check it out i'll put the uh link to the video in the notes below like i said it's about what 18 minutes and 13 seconds it's, that's all he's asking i think you can handle it quick hydration moment starting to get hot again in san jose it's like 80 degrees what i'm not trying to brag i'm just gonna say it's starting to get hot in this in the no mongo studios sweat starting to kind of form underneath these armpits here i'm kind of glad i don't do video for this right now because i'm holding them up now you can't see but i'm like dude doesn't smell too bad so i'm good i'm good so Mason Silva, yeah, I, I, I think you've probably heard of him before. He dropped his latest edit, Take a Lap. It dropped this week, and got to say it was nice to see a full part from this man. What's funny, though, is when I went back to watch it again, kind of take notes, my autocorrect had me looking at, take a nap. I wasn't really thinking about it. Like, I just t- typed in, take a nap. <laughs> well, it autocorrected me, and which I'm, I'm sure I'm going to circle back and check out now because naps rule. You know, and I don't get them too often. Sometimes they're impromptu, just happens. But when I do, they're amazing. They are amazing. I highly recommend naps. Highly recommend, like what I talked about earlier, brushing your teeth in the kitchen and highly recommending naps. That's what this podcast is all about. I don't, you know, I'm not worried about manga push. I'm worried about you brushing your teeth where you should be in the kitchen, taking naps. <laughs> but it reminds me of the first three years, you know, after my twins are born. I was all about, you know, hashtag nap life. Nap life, baby. Nap life. You know, I snuck in naps as much as I could. When they napped, I napped. 
Hell no, I didn't have time or extra energy to watch skate content then. Are you kidding me? I needed sleep. So, you know, it's no wonder from, you know, 2012 to eh, 2017, that gap. I mean, I was barely watching any skate videos then. Barely. I would, I would get in as much as I could, much like I try to do now. But, you know, I still had the mags coming, of course. I was aware. I was, you know, I, was, I had skateboarding content, you know, come in. I would watch some of the contests on there, here and there. But, but anyway, I still have a lot of catching up to do from those years. I'm still working on it. So, so anyway, let's talk about now. Mason Silva's Take a Lap. And one that officially puts him in the acronym race. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it now. It's worthy. It's everything we would expect from him. You know, is he making a run this year? Does this lap give us an idea? A taste? A subtle hint as what you know as to what is to come? I'm shrugging now. I mean, all I have to say is if we see a few more samples, just a couple, a few more samples from Mason like this, we will definitely be talking about him in December but that's if he wants it you know he's done it before most people who like want to get these awards they want to get another one they want to they got a taste they want another one Tyshawn got a second one recently right and he could definitely do it again all I gotta say is be afraid skaters be afraid what do we got it's gonna be May what this weekend you figure you got a, a good six months. If you're looking at some footage, start doing the math. Going, if Mason does this to me again, oh, I don't know, man. Should we save? You know, start looking around. Should we save till next year? I'm just gonna get that in your head. You should seriously consider it. Because if he doesn't run like he did, whoo! So as of this show, though, I've seen it only this video what two times. And I want to watch it again. I watched it once at lunch the other day. And then later on that evening, you know, right before bed. But he got things started off with an alley-oop, big spin wall ride. And it was here when I had to just pause rewind. And I don't think I paused it at all the first time around. I was, like I said, I was watching at lunch. But I had to take this all in. Right when he was on that wall, right after the, you know, the four-wheel screech, like a little skirt, 14 seconds in, that's so gnarly. Look around, look on the bottom, look at the crust, look at the height, the pole right there. That's a visual distraction for me, not really necessarily physical obstacle, but in my brain about there's a pole right here to the right, I'm gonna try and big spin. Are my wheels gonna hit? And the position that he, to get, even though he's on a wall right, to get on top of his board to make it land, magic, magic. I don't even think I could give that trick an honest skater's attempt. You know how you do like a half as attempt? <laughs> I would probably do a, a quarter-ass attempt. I would just try it. Or, eh, you know how you try and do like a 360? You go, eh. Spin the board around and hope that it didn't hit the back of my, you know, hit my heels or something, you know? But that was so awesome, Mason. Great way to start it off, you know? Oh, also, if you look closely, you might see a manga push in the background. Yeah, yeah, what? Seriously, right from the start, let's pay attention when he goes up for that. Just look in the background. You have to look very closely. Put your eyes right up on the screen. Yeah, there's a manga push back there. You see it? You see it? Let me know when you see it. It's kind of like, where's Waldo? And then they did one of the best-looking lines I've seen in a long, long time. This was uh, you know, post-title cards. 
and not necessarily trick wise, but like just camera wise, camera work wise, the epic camera work. I mean, how do you do that? How do you do that? Who filmed that? Actually, I don't, was that Ryan? I know he had a, like, there was multiple filmers, two main filmers and multiple additional filmers, but that's, that was insane. And I loved how they showed us at first where they were going and then quick pan, like, a, a, and just, of course, how tight it was too. And they panned around to Mason. Damn. But how was that film though? There's no way in hell the film was looking backwards, right? The whole time. You just kind of had to get the luck of the draw, holding the camera right, the right angle. Is that how they did it? And I think about it. Now I think about it. I was watching on my phone. So I need to put that on my TV. Give that bad boy some justice right there. That was so good. And how about that huge back 180 heel at 45 seconds in? I was like, damn. What poles? What pole? I don't see no stinking poles. And look how much he cleared them by. That was what I wanted to point out. And notice which pole he flew over, too. That's key. He wasn't taking any short flights on that trip. Nope. No, he took the longest flight possible and cleared it like with no problem. That was so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, he had me laughing, though. Yeah, you know, that's always a bad sign when you're laughing. I'm laughing watching these videos. Yeah, you know, it's just, that's why I know it's just over. Game over. 360 bonk is what I wrote down. That's the right trick name right 50 seconds in he just tapping that truck as he spun around yeah you know i was like oh okay mason whatevs dude whatevs and we know you have 360s on lock but why you have to do us like that <laughs> so ridiculous but what's the thought process on that trick you know because i'd probably overthink it and i would probably over i would over focus on the bonk and not the spin, so I'd get frustrated. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to do 180. Yeah, fine, whatever. Or do you just, you know, I, or I wouldn't be level enough, you know, think about it. To, I'm trying to think, like, if you're 180, I wouldn't be level enough to, to tap down and bonk on that. My body would be all misaligned because I would be trying to over-rotate and try and think of the spin. Must be nice, though, to have, like, that much control where you can do those on something like that. Must be nice, Mason, you know. That was so crazy, though. I wonder if it's going to do that, but at front side. Woo! See that happening. But that was pretty awesome, though. And keep in mind, we haven't even reached a minute mark yet. I'm The things I've been talking about, it hasn't even reached a minute mark yet. Oh, that 50-50 on the fence, 109. So, yeah, we finally cleared the minute mark. He makes that look so easy. And most people showing up at that spot wouldn't even consider that. You know? They would be like, nah, this, that's not a spot. No, what are you talking about? I mean, was that a Ryan Lee find? You know, such a unique spot that, I mean, I don't recall seeing it before, you know? And to pop out, the landing, and I'm glad we got to see two angles, too. So ridiculous. Oh, another one I wrote down. Pop over feeble to slalom. 129. Check it out. Check it out, yeah. I mean, you know Shreddy Murky was all, he was all, like, pumped up after seeing that. You know, get Mason some cones and to ride through damages. Yeah, so small cones. Don't need to be big cones. I mean, if you think about it, he probably didn't need to ride all the way down, but all the way out. He could have probably bailed and ran out, you know, out of it after that landing. But it says something about him, you know. He, he had to finish that. 
He wanted to ride that bad boy out all the way to the end. Yeah, but I'm saying he put some cones on both sides. He used to do some slalom there. But I bet that spot was, you know, another Ryan pin, of course, out of nowhere. It's like, here, let's go do this. That was fun to see. Oh, boy. Mason had me cracking up again for a second time in this video. Massive Ollie at that loading dock. 140, 140. You know, the one where he cleared like three handrails in the process? That Yeah, that one, that one. Think about it. The first rail is a challenge in itself. Okay, just to do that, just for anyone to do that, but to clear a couple more, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And of course, to have enough like height and speed to do that, to clear it all. And you know, it's a long flight when his heels start coming up. You know, that's when you know you've been in the air way too long. Those toes are kind of hanging on, like, no, 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 don't go down yet. You had to point those toes down to keep the board on his feet. No, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Stay on my feet. So insane. And this is a trick I knew I saw coming. You could just tell by the, the body positioning, but that front 360 at 255 over the fence. Yeah. You know, that just, there's just something about, and I've talked about this before. I think Wooten, right? And Jeremy Ray and Donger, Ken Lu. Like, there's something about a good front side 360. Yeah. And the list is short, you know? Yeah, obviously Wooten has like a, the more recent one, but that was nice too. Had to mention that bad boy. Oh, I'm take a deep breath for this next one. How about that half cab nose blunt? At Clipper, oh, I, I must emphasize at Clipper. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, I was cracking up again. I was like, oh my gosh, Mason, seriously, dude. Seriously, man, like falling on the floor, rolling over, you know, like, oh. It's almost like that Key and Peele episode where the dude couldn't, like, vocally, like, laugh out loud. Like, I was just like, that was me. <laughs> uh, to, to shift your body and board to get up and down, that clipper is amazing. The dude is wickedly talented. How do you properly you know, think about? It. I I have to know how do you properly shift your weight there because you're doing you're going half cab so I'm just simulating right now on the ground here so you half cab and then you automatically have to sh like push down on the nose come, or you're shifting everything oh nope we're gonna land in blunt how do you do that I don't know but that was so cool and we I think we got to see multiple angles of that too didn't we. Very cool. I'm I'm curious to see the you know the QS top ten this week. There might be a couple from Mason on there. I I think there should be at least three, but that's just me. But they'll probably give, they'll give him at least the top. They'll get him a top three trick. But I think he should be be the top three in just my opinion. And then of course we have his ender, very worthy of like the slow mo, the cow sound right. I wonder what it feels like to do one of those, you know? He was so high up on the wall, just looking down at all the, the, the small people down there. And backside. That's that's the right side at that spot. You know, I know he did a couple frontside wall, you know, wall ride variations in this video. But backside, it, it's right right there. Because I think you do a frontside, you're kind of almost tempted and inclined to kind of grab the board, too, to come out. But, he, you know, he, he stood up there, popped out, boom. 
And think about this too. How cool is it that Mason bookended his video with wall ride tricks? Is that MBD? Has that been done before? Or actually, maybe something done in like the 80s, you know, when wall rides were all this thing. So that's very cool. Very, very cool. Have you seen this one yet? I highly recommend it. And as I said earlier, you know, Mason is out there getting all 2020 on us. Like, it's like a few years ago. And we all know how clear of a win it was for him back then in 2020. He didn't need to kind of cram them all down our throat in Q4. Remember that? He spread them out throughout the year. He's, he's that good. We remembered him. And that's what I said at the beginning of the year. Remember my hopes? For, I'm talking about like it's so long ago. Remember I was hoping for like a Q1 Sodi push? That didn't happen. Maybe next year. Maybe someone will find because it's gonna. There's gonna be a dump at the end of this year. I'm gonna complain about it. Maybe someone will catch on next year, or it'll be like Mason who just kind of plots and plans along the way. Yep, here's one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? All I gotta say is this was a nice sample size of tw no, 2023 Mason. I'm looking over my shoulder right now. I'm scared. I'm scared. You you go get him, Mason. Go get him. I'll talk to you next week.